Oh yeah! Welcome to Fist Deep with your hosts, Jake Young and Terry Shepard. Our guest tonight is Ashley Young. Let's get deep. Let's get deep. First episode, we are live. This is unprecedented. Uh, this is super exciting. Uh, we get to bring a high level product to all of you live and in person with, and this is my favorite part, us talking about the SBA. Dude, it's one of my favorite topics. Because nobody brings the funny like the SBA. Are you down with SBA? Yeah, you know May. Huh. <laughs> wow. My goodness. <laughs> so the guest tonight is my wife. Uh, Ashley, my, my wife, not your wife, my wife, uh, your wife, uh, and she is going to talk about the SBA and she is going to talk about PPP and we are going to talk about financial stuff and it isn't, doesn't sound like it's going to be very funny, but we hope at the very least you get something out of it. Oh no, it's going to be, we're going to bring the funny. We're going to bring the funny. So I'm Jake, since we're meeting everybody for the first time, this is my man, Terry. Hey, I'm Terry. Uh, I am a stay at home dad. Uh, by choice, uh, because my, my wife is a beast, uh, so I get to stay home with our one-year-old son. And Terry is a professional uh, comedian. Yeah, a stay-at-home comedian. A stay-at-home professional comedian. Uh, also, I've been, for the past year, pretty much a stay-at-home mortgage banker. So, Which is going to okay. tie into today's conversation as well. The shizzle. Because when you want episode number one to really take off, like like a Tesla, initial Tesla rocket or a SpaceX rocket, meaning that it's going to explode soon after. I don't even know if that's true. I know the SN10 blew up uh, eight minutes after it landed and the SN9, whatever. I'm babbling at this point, but... It's going to come in hot. It is going to come in hot. So we hope you're all ready for it. And I think we should just get to it. I want to bring her in. She's upstairs right now. We're going to let her know that she can start getting ready. Let's do it. And let's go ahead and bring her in. This is my lovely wife, the incomparable, Ashley Young. That eight bit music. I don't know what it is, I just wanna move. And, and I mean, these are all original compositions here, guys. This is all stuff we did. Yeah. Super pumped about the product. Hey, babe. She's hey. muted. Yep, you're muted. Let's get you a hey. real quick. There you are. What's happening? <laughs> hey, not much. Just chilling. I think I missed my chat intro. Hi. Hi. <laughs> we were just talking you up and saying how funny and great you're about to be for the next 40 some odd minutes while we stare off into space. So we hope you brought the thunder. Oh, yeah. It's all good. I microdose for this, so. Hey, we're locked and loaded, so <laughs> just dig right in. So let's start talking about it. I'm excited about this. I'm like, okay, it's the SBA. We're going to try to be excited about it. But why don't you go ahead, tell us a little bit uh, about what you do. Don't tell us where you work. Just a yes. little bit about what you do so that we know kind of your background, and then you can explain a little SBA 101 and get into seven A's and just kind of take it from there. Yeah, so the SBA, Small Business Administration. Um, I've been working in this industry for eight years. 
Um, basically, I'm in a niche of the industry that helps banks uh, keep keep their compliance right and together um, okay. with their SBA portfolios. So um, the SBA, I did research this, uh, started in 1953. Okay. Which is honestly pretty incredible uh, is there, because- Is there gonna be a test on this later? <laughs> no, no, but- I did think about it and I was like, you know, I probably should know when that started just like as a general course of knowing my job. Right. But, um, but the thing that's really crazy to me about that is I've been doing SBA for eight years and so much has changed in eight years. It's hard to imagine what the SBA looked like in 1953. So that alone is like, I would love to just see what those files looked like in 53 because <laughs> I bet they had a yeah. lot fewer papers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it was just like, hey, you want a loan? Great. See you later. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just, it's crazy. I want to um, sell vacuums. Cows <laughs> wives. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and you know what? That, that very well could be it. So, like, what is the SBA in general? Uh, the SBA is the government's creative solution for creating opportunities for banks to give loans to people that uh, traditionally would not qualify for conventional financing through okay. a normal bank like Chase Bank. So the way that they've managed to do this is, um, you know, a borrower needs to get a loan. They've got a dream of selling vacuums right. like Terry did. Um, and, you know, they go to JP Morgan Chase and they say, hey, I'd like to take out a business loan. They say, well, we looked at your credit score. We looked at your cash flow for your business. We don't think we're going to be able to get you this conventional financing. Right. So, you know, a lot of borrowers might not know that there are other options. And a lot of those open up through the SBA. Okay. So um, basically the SBA tells the lender, we're going to guarantee a certain percentage of your loan amount. As long as you keep your paperwork straight and you do everything that we ask you to, if that borrower stops making loan payments, we're going to pay you that that guaranteed percentage amount of your loan. Right. So, what does that mean? What are the, what are the percentage um, guarantee percentages like? Well, for loans of one hundred and fifty thousand dollars or less, the government guarantees eighty five percent of those. Oh. Um, and this is through the um, the standard seven A loan program. The SBA has all kinds of programs. Um, just depending on what your business does. I know right now I'm kind of digging into uh, loans in the export trade finance world, um, which is uncharted territory for me. <laughs> so but I've for the sake a... of the layperson, the, the 7A is probably like the go-to. That's the oh, one. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. The 7A program uh, is the bread and butter of, of the SBA. Um, now, if I don't pay my uh, SBA, lo SBA loan back. Uh, will they take my kids from me? <laughs> they, they won't. <laughs> take <my kids. laughs> um, but if it's so, I want to sign up for an SBA loan. Well, let's let's roll back just a little bit here before we start auctioning off our families. Uh, <laughs> it that does bring up kind of an interesting point. So, the SBA, it would seem right now, and I know this. I'm assuming a lot of this, I guess, just because of your work and I see how busy you are and how much you put in. Uh, 
the SBA is like really important right now because the SBA is not only kind of financing the rebuilding of the economy from everything that got smashed during the coronavirus, uh, but also um, keeping a lot of those businesses afloat that are just trying to wade their way through all of this until things go back to normal. So the SBA is really kind of important right now. And, and, and you guys are seeing just incredible volume, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, when, when you look at the timeline, um, you know, March of 2020 was really when COVID just started running rampant. And um, I know here in Indiana, that's when we were ordered to shelter in place. Right. So the end of March through June, we a lot of us were at home working. Um, but there were some businesses that couldn't be open. And, you know, like your restaurants, your bars, things like that. So that's where the SBA created the Paycheck Protection Program. Um, basically, that program was designed to carry payroll for a lot of these businesses that couldn't be opened and try to preserve jobs. Um, so, you know, for example, um, when we were working on loans for PPP in first round, right. uh, we would have businesses that, you know, they would apply for a PPP loan and, um, the, they were pretty, you know, quick turnaround loans, but, um, you know, I, I remember it will always stick out in my mind because they, they sent a letter to our office, you know, explaining what went down, but there's this one office, this guy had, had you know, he hired or I'm sorry, employed like 30 people. And I think that they had been in business for like 30 years oh, and nice. he had been sitting at his desk that morning thinking, how am I going to tell all these people I'm going to have to let them go because we can't be open. I can't pay these people. Right. And just as he was about to print out all of these letters to hand to his employees saying, we have to let you go. He gets an email from, uh, from one of our lenders saying that you've been approved for a paycheck protection program loan. Wow. And he was able to throw all those letters directly into the trash. So it's, it was pretty cool being on the front lines of that whole initiative. Um, you know, and gosh, when, when you talk about volume, kind of like you said, Jake, I mean, we did probably, I think it was like 17,000 loans. Right. And I mean, that doesn't even come close to what some other banks were doing during that time. I mean, gosh, I think one of our newer clients, they did like 100,000 PPP loans in the first round. Right. So. Wow. It's kind of incredible the impact that, that that program has had on small businesses and how it's really managed to keep some of these businesses open. And um, it was really screwy rolling out. I mean, there were a lot of hiccups oh, yeah. and a lot of, uh, I mean, everything was kind of a four-page document or it seems like they really tried to whittle the process down to make it as easy as possible for as many people as possible, yeah. but maybe open themselves up in a lot of other ways in the process. But it was all brand new, too. I mean, everybody's trying to wade through something we'd never had to deal with before. Exactly. So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's you know, for as many hiccups as, you know, the, the program has had since it started last year, um, when you really think about it, it's pretty impressive what the SBA was able to just kind of slap together um, as quickly as they did to start getting relief to some of those small businesses. So, sure. you know, they learned a lot from the first round and round two, there's been um, some changes that have made things a little easier for everyone. Um, but, but yeah, it, it was just, it was crazy. I mean, we were, you know, where I'm at, we were working 80 hour weeks, um, just 
processing all these applications and helping our lenders get their stuff together to get money out to these borrowers. And um, yeah, and, and it, honestly, it's pretty wild that all of those, um, you know, should be forgiven, assuming that, you know, the, the borrower did their part and the lender did their part. So, so as long as everything yeah. was done in good faith, it, it's totally forgiven. Yeah. Yeah. As long as it was used for what you were supposed to use it for um, within, you know, specified timeframes and you, you know, kept the employees on, on that you were supposed to keep on. Yeah. The SBA reviews the, the forgiveness application and, you know, so since. Let's talk, let's talk about that for just a second. Wow. So um, right now is kind of a unique time. I think it's only open for a short uh, like maybe another week or so. Didn't they have like a two week window where they opened up for businesses under 20 people uh, to where that, what, do you know anything about that? Yeah, the Biden administration uh, basically put a two week hold on, um, I, I don't remember the exact parameters, but basically the larger small businesses, Right. if that, so they wanted to allow some of these smaller, more local businesses to have an opportunity to get their loans through the system and get their their money. Let the minnows so, eat before the sharks come through. Yeah, Probably. yeah, exactly. So, um, so you know, and it was good that they did that. You know, in the first round, they they kind of did the same thing for banks, where they let the smaller banks get in there and try to eat away at some of that money first right. before you know before the Huntington banks and the Chase banks of the world came in and just swallowed all of it up. So, so if you're a small business now, it's a really good time to try to jump in there and take advantage. I, I don't want to say take advantage of, but to, you know, utilize some of these tools at your uh, disposal to keep you afloat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, for the paycheck protection program specifically, I, I want to say that it's targeted to the second round is targeted to end like the end of this month. Um, okay. But the SBA is doing a lot of other really cool things just through the 7A program um, that they've changed through the CARES Act, where um, typically with an SBA loan, there's a guarantee fee that the borrower has to pay. Okay. It's a certain percentage of the loan amount. Um, there's some different criteria they use to determine that amount. But um, right now, the SBA has completely waived all of those. Okay. Whoa. Um, yeah. For lenders on an ongoing basis, they normally have to... Um, pay a, you know an ongoing fee of some type to the SBA the lenders don't have to pay that right now either for these loans oh, um, wow. and then the the SBA I this is more going to be a different department but but basically also in the CARES Act there are um, a certain number of payments that they will make on your loan right out the gate right now as well too so, it's so like I know free money at the beginning yeah oh yeah, yeah free so, money Right, exactly, and 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 a lot of people are taking advantage of that. Um, I was reading an article the you know like a month ago or something that um, said that there are just all kinds of new businesses starting up right now, um, taking advantage of this program and well, the yeah. temporary changes to the program anyway. Mm. So, it's a good time for small business, as weird as it sounds, with everything going on with COVID. But um, you know, going through the um, the SBA programs, there's a lot of good stuff happening and a lot of advantages for both the borrower and the bank. So okay. pretty interesting. Now, are you seeing a lot of new business, like new small businesses, startups or businesses that have been around? Because the SBA has certain protocols that they like to, for you to meet or requirements they like for you to meet before they even or 
to optimize your chance of getting a loan and for getting it with the best terms, they like for you to meet certain criteria. So, I, I mean, I know that part of it is, what is it, two years in business and, and to be able to show that you have sought financial backing elsewhere. Uh, what else is involved in all of this? Yeah, so if basically there are certain things that you have to do um, if your business has not been in operation for more than two years. So okay. two years or less that you've been open, um, the SBA is going to require what they call a equity injection or a cash injection uh, from the borrower, which is basically just um, startup capital that the business puts in free and clear. It can't be borrowed funds um, or anything like that. But uh, it's 10% of the project costs. Okay. So if you've got a $100,000 project, you've got to put in 10% of that out of your own business funds um, or personal okay. funds, as long as it's not borrowed. Okay. So that's, you know, that's one thing, um, you know, that is, that is good information for a new business to know about um, because there are, there's a little bit of an investment up front if, if you're still kind of fresh in the game. Right. Um, and, and actually the SBA considers that, what they call skin in the game. It's, it's a way of getting the business owners invested. So when they've put their own money into the project, they're a little more invested in, you know, making sure that it's successful. Um, the same then, deal. But more so oh, than they would also have to add loop in maybe their house and some other assets into that as well. Right. <laughs> if it was over yeah, a certain threshold. What would I have to put up my beanie baby collection as like a collateral? <laughs> Uh, so actually, no, unless, unless your business owns your Beanie Baby collection, uh, oh, okay. they, they don't really take a lean on personal assets with the exception of, uh, houses, personal real estate. Um, and so really they, all your stuff, you just can't have a roof over your head. Yeah. Well, you know, it just all depends, you know, if, right. if your business has a fair amount of collateral, um, a lot of times they don't have to really dip into, um, you know, a personal residence as far as a collateral securing the loan goes. Right. Um, so, you know, it just all depends on um, just what your business has going for it already. Um, and they just kind of go from there. But yeah, for, for a startup, less than two years, 10% um, of the project cost is, is what's going to be required. Um, and then regardless of how long your business has been open, uh, anytime that you want to buy a different business. So you're an insurance agency, you want to buy out another insurance agency's book of business. That's going to need an, a 10%, um, equity injection as well. Gotcha. Let's, let's say that, uh, I wanted to make a movie and I had a $200,000 budget and I have 20 grand of my own money mm -hmm. and I start a small business production company. Could I conceivably go to the SBA and have them finance my movie? Have you ever seen that? Well, so with only like a few weeks on the books as a business. So they would be the actual startup cost, right? Yeah. You know, I would need to, to brush, brush off some cobwebs on that one. <clears throat> I'm not sure if production companies are an eligible business. Well, send me um, an application if they are. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I will. I will. Yeah, it's, it's generally businesses that you would kind of expect that are ineligible so like um i don't know what's real estate business without saying the name or anything is there any like things that are like oh i never knew that we would lend on that 
Uh, you know, I'll never forget. There was one loan that I, that I looked at in the past where someone was selling pies out of the back of their van. Yeah. yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. What kind of pie? Was it an escort? Oh, no. Pie. Uh, oh, like, like cherry pies and all that. Yeah, like literally pie. cherry pies and stuff. Yeah. Like a wow. Ford escort? Yeah. Why would they sell pies <laughs> out of the back of a Ford escort? I have no idea. All right. <laughs> Huh. yeah so was it like so were they did they have like a, a kitchen that they, a commercial kitchen that they prepared everything in because i had a food truck and i couldn't just make pies in my kitchen and then go sell them out of my trunk i want to say it was like they just made them at home somehow and then hmm. like maybe they just um drove around selling them almost like an ice cream truck I don't remember exactly. I just remember thinking, man, I that's incredible that you can just sell pies out of the back of your I thought they were good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Were they in cool. Indianapolis? Oh, no, I think it was down in like Florida or something. Oh, oh, oh of course. There's yeah. your answer. Yeah. <laughs> right. There's your answer. Florida doesn't have normal people like we do here in Indiana. Yeah. Yeah. I think... We don't have a ton of Indiana gator. loans. Gator but... pie. Yeah, gator pie. <laughs> All right. Oh yeah. Okay, so are you so are you seeing a, you are you seeing a lot of new business business coming your way then? I mean, with everything kind of being is, are you, does it seem like more businesses are coming to the SBA for money, not through the PPP? But through the 7A, are, are, are you starting to see oh, yeah. an uptick in that? Well, yeah, absolutely. And a lot of that has to do with um, lenders just taking advantage of the program and you know putting it out there like, hey, you can get an SBA loan, no guarantee fees. Um, you know, The SBA is going to pay X number of payments right off the bat on your right. loan. And people are just like, well, hell yeah, why wouldn't I do yeah, that? You know? I mean, right. that's, yeah, makes sense. Right? Yeah, because because a bank is getting that money at like a quarter percent interest from the Fed, and then they they have no they have really a whole lot less risk than they would on a on a typical loan. So why not lend that money? Oh yeah, I mean again that's the other part I hadn't even mentioned. They've also increased um, the guarantee percentages on a majority of the programs to ninety percent. Oh wow! So, you know what may have traditionally been a four hundred thousand dollar loan with only a seventy five percent guarantee now has ninety. So yep. banks have even less exposure. They don't have to pay their upfront or their ongoing fees anymore. Guarantee, or I'm sorry, borrower doesn't have to pay their guarantee fee anymore. Um, and the borrower's getting X number of payments paid up front by the SBA. So it's just like, it's, it's a great time for everyone. <laughs> to, it's a great time until it's not. It, it, yeah, and yeah. that's that's keeping in mind that twenty percent of all businesses fail within the first, or fifty percent of businesses until fail until in the first that house two years. Of cards starts right until the SBA yeah. shows up your house. And then there's going to then there's going to be a, stuff. then there's going to be a really good deal on a on a van that sells sells, sells pies out, pies out, of, the back out of, of the back. Right, <laughs> those better be some damn good pies. Oh yeah. That is so no, it's it's been a very uh, busy last year and a half almost. <laughs> so, yep, good for small business. So that's yes. a plus. 
Mm-hmm. That is good. I would much rather see the mom and pops stay open because it just seemed like the only businesses that were thriving for the most part during the pandemic were the big box stores anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that was kind of unfortunate. Just, you know, seeing those small businesses that couldn't be open or couldn't afford to be open, you know, so that that's what was really awesome about the paycheck protection program and just some of the changes they've made to all the programs in general, just good changes all around. Now, obviously you're not going to have like firm numbers on this, but just in what you saw through all of that, what would you say was the highest percentage uh, business looking for PPP relief? Like if you had to break it out into segments, like maybe uh, the food and entertainment, or if it was, I, I, I don't know what those markets might break out into, but was there any that stuck out like a sore thumb? Maybe that's a better way of asking it. You know, the ones that really stuck out for me were just businesses that can't tradi- like can't typically get financing through the SBA. Right. Um, the Paycheck Protection Program opened up to um, places like churches and religious institutions that can't usually get SBA loans. Um, those people were also allowed to get Paycheck Protection Program funds. So, like, I, I don't know if you guys saw the uh, the article, but even Joel Olstein got like several million dollars worth of Hallelujah. paycheck. Yeah, the Paycheck Protection right. Program. Fund. If anybody deserves it, it's that guy. Yeah, I think he got some crap for it, but um, <laughs> dude, that mega church isn't going to keep its own lights on. That's true. Yeah, the lightning right. arresters yeah. are supposed to keep the bolts of lightning away from it. It's not supposed to power the place. <laughs> yeah no but i mean it, it was a good thing you know but church is important to a lot of people and yeah. um and it was nice that they had access to those funds as well um but yeah just you know having done this for eight years and knowing that religious institutions um are not you know um what is the word i'm looking for they don't typically fall under that They're, yeah yeah yeah. Finan- yeah financing for them is a little more difficult for sure Right. Yeah. Eligible. I think, yeah, that's the word I was looking for. They're not typically eligible for SBA loans. So, um, so it was interesting just seeing like, like I think I mentioned before, um, Chick-fil-A was another one. That's a franchise Mm. that, um, and I I need to look up why I don't know if it's because there's kind of a religious component to them or, or not, but they were allowed to get SBA loans or I'm sorry, paycheck protection program, uh, loans too. So yeah, those are what stuck out for me. It's because I'm glad, I'm glad that Chick-fil-A got it too, because I'm a big fan. I would go gay for Chick-fil-A. <laughs> oh, that spicy chicken sandwich. Oh. Dude, so, all their chicken is delicious. The, it's it's overpriced, it. but my God, those chicken nuggets oh. are just the sweetest, Dude, most they could, succulent pieces of chicken. They could double the price. Mm. I'd still find a way to pilot every now and again. <laughs> yeah. Even if they doubled the price, I would still Treat go myself. there once every three months. Yeah, I'm going to treat myself. I still haven't tried the Popeye's chicken sandwich, though, oh. to know if it's any better than the Chick-fil-A sandwich. I mean, yeah, we haven't tried so that good. still. Oh. Now, <laughs> in our defense, we ordered it one time, and when we brought oh. the bag home, it wasn't in it. Oh. That's true. <clears throat> Bummer. <laughs> I would have went back and thrown a fit. But I think they gave us a family side of uh, red beans and rice, so that was really good. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't a chicken yeah. sandwich, but it's still pretty good. It's good. Well, so let me describe it for you because I've, I've 
had this in an act once or a little bit about it, but <laughs> it's 50 grams of saturated fat. Okay. It's a hundred percent daily value of sodium. Right. And it's also 100% tasty AF. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's tasty. It's pretty good. Like, uh, and, and if, <laughs> for like three days, I could, my ankles had swollen swell, up like, like this. Oh. And it was so, I was like, oh, now I remember, like, oh, one of my favorite comics, Patrice O'Neill. I'm like, I kind of get it. Like, I, like if I was on the verge of having one of my feet cut off and they were like, uh, but Popeye just came out with this new chicken sandwich. I'd probably risk it. <laughs> That's how good that sandwich is. That's a pretty damn good sandwich. If you're willing to risk a foot, whisk a foot. If you're willing, <laughs> if you're willing to whisk a foot, babe. And who's not? <laughs> one of my favorite, one of my wife's favorite things in the world is to mock me for screwing up words. Dude, lately that's been me though. But what did I call John's high chair tonight? I think I called it the pitcock. The pitcock. Put him in the pitcock. <laughs> and I meant it too. I had no idea. I was saying oh, it, it was wrong. with conviction. You need to get that boy in that yeah. pitcock. What are you talking about? <laughs> did you tell her to raise your arm? I think you're having a stroke. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, cockpit. I get it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I was that lost. one was rough. <laughs> that was rough. Okay, so, oh man, what else did I want to ask you about with the SBA? Hang on, I got questions here. Well, what year? Oh, 1953, right? Yeah. Yeah, 1953. I got that. Okay, so this, the conventional 7A loan. What's the deal with the 7A loan? For anybody who's out there who's interested, who wants to, who is in a position where they can meet the minimum criteria, uh, What's that 7A process look like? Yeah, I mean, the, the first thing you got to do is just find a bank that does SBA financing. Okay. Um, and I, I believe there is a tool on the SBA website okay. that can help you get matched with lenders that do SBA financing. Which is just um, SBA.org, I guess. SBA.gov. Rather. Yeah. Yep, I think it's called Lender Match or something like that. Okay. Um. Yeah, they can help people get in touch with lenders that do um, SBA financing. I mean, Google will definitely get you there too. Um, okay. I'm, I'm sure there's plenty. Can you spell that? What, SBA.gov? No, Just Google. SBA. Oh. <laughs> I can't tell if you're being serious. E S B E E A Y E. Google. Now, when SBA. you get to that. Uh, Lender match. Can you just keep swiping left until you find the one that tickles your fancy? And I don't think like, so. It it would be fun if it was like Tinder. Right. But... Oh, I don't like that one. Oh, that's the one right there. He looks like a pretty nice Ooh. banker. Yeah. Oh wait, do you have something pulled up? I need to figure out Zoom. Are you sharing a screen? No. Oh. He's Never just mind. messing around, but. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was just finger in the air over here. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. <laughs> well. Anyway, so yeah, they've, they've got a lender match tool on, on the SBA website. Google gets you there. 
Okay. Um, and then, yeah, from there, it's just, you know, talking to, to the lender, the bank about filling out an application. Um, a lot of times it, it'll start with just the lender's internal application um, because kind of like you mentioned before, Jake, they do uh, part of the lender's responsibility is to make sure that the, um, that the borrower can confirm that credit is not available elsewhere. So, you know, that they went to a different bank to try to get conventional financing and they were turned down, okay. uh, things like that. So, so you have um, to do three or four hard pulls before they'll finally accept you in. Well, they definitely want to know that, you know, the borrower did try um, right. to get financing elsewhere um, because, you know, if they can, that's great. They, they should utilize just, you know, normal resources to try and get, um, to get financing for their business. But, you know, let's say they did and that business told, or I'm sorry, that bank told them, you know, your uh, collateral is insufficient for us to get you this financing or, you know, your cash flow is not strong enough or, you know, whatever doesn't work with maybe their well, internal said, we'll, we'll do it, but at 20% interest. And you're like, oh, I can't afford that. Oh, well, I that, mean, would that be a yeah. reason then to go to the SBA and be like, yeah, I, they said they would give me a loan, but it was something that I could, my business couldn't afford. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think so. I would have to fact check myself, but I'm pretty sure unreasonable terms is a reason, um, you know, to be eligible for SBA financing as well, you know, because they went to the other bank and credit was not available elsewhere because the terms would be too unreasonable for the business to actually make loan payments. So, um, but I would have to double check. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Anyway, um, but yeah, and then you know, once once the lenders looked at their application and um, just done some like general, loose and easy um, underwriting, then from there they can kind of figure out next steps for uh, getting an SBA application put together and either submitted to the SBA or some lenders have the authority to just do all of that themselves and the SBA just gives them a number. Um, but yeah, and it just kind of unfolds from there depending on what everyone's got. So. Well, fair enough. So it's a pretty easy process, pretty straightforward. And do you see, I mean, yeah. do you know what the kind of success fail rate is on those type of things? Like, do you have a feel for anything like that? No. Okay. I personally do not. Um, I know one thing though that that a lot of uh, borrowers kind of have an adjustment period for is just the amount of documentation they have to supply. Right. Um, there, the SBA, you know, of course, they want to protect their <laughs> their interest in these loans as well. Um, so they've got a lot of regulations and rules in place and documentation that you have to provide uh, to make sure that you know everything's kosher and everything's been fully vetted. Um, so that is one thing that some borrowers are like, man, I really tried to uh, <laughs> to get this loan through Chase Bank, or maybe they've gotten one through Chase Bank before, and all they had to do was like fill out an application and maybe hand over an appraisal <laughs> and a credit report or something. Right. But you get to the SBA, and they're like, oh, no, we're going to need your articles of incorporation, your bylaws, your tax ID number paperwork, um, any purchase yeah. agreements, flood searches. It's just all over the place, so. Anyway, <laughs> well, couldn't find the success rate of SBA other than small businesses. Okay, 60 80 percent of the time, the first year. 
Wait, what happens now? Oh, as small businesses survive their first year 80% of the time. So 20% of only... businesses fail in their first year. Yeah. Okay. That's not bad. That's not, it's not bad. That's better. Yeah, that's not better bad. than I was thinking. Yeah. All right. Well, that sounds like a nice little segue because Terry's got something special for us today. Uh oh. oh. I, do. I smell bad jokes. I smell bad. I do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if there's one thing awesome. Terry's good for, it's dad jokes. Terribly cheesy dad jokes. And who's that written by? I don't know. Some Brit. Some Brit. So, what's the premise behind this, Terry? Well, the, the premise is I just happened to be at Half Price Books one day. And uh, <laughs> I was, this was not the, not the book I was looking for, but it was the book that I, I went home with. Okay. Uh, because I thought it might help me in my comedy career. All right. Uh, as you mentioned before, uh, I am a professional comedian. I think I've earned at least $100 uh, in the last year and a half. And it's only cost you about $1,100 to make it. Maybe, yeah. <clears throat> And some bar tabs that are still left unpaid. Right. <laughs> now, this is the, I don't know why I pulled it. This is the one that we, we did before that was a lot of fun. Uh, so, so what we're going to do here, or what you're doing here, I think the hope is, is you're, you're going to punch these things up for us, right? I think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm just going to read this cheesy dad joke the way it's written in the book. All right. Uh, and then I'll come up with my own alternative uh, punchline or tagline. To and it. we're free to jump in as well, I would assume. Please. Ash yeah, is actually please. really good at this kind of stuff. So she might yeah. be, she might like crush a few of these. But so one time, I, the last that we talked to Ashley, I, I told you this joke. It was, what does the, an unimpressed sheep say? <laughs> yep. The book says, meh. Meh. <laughs> For some reason, my mind always goes to the low-hanging fruit. <laughs> and I said, he turns around and says to the farmer, I thought you'd be bigger. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that... So that was fun. But let's just let, let's try something totally fresh. Let me, let okay. me work out my, my improv skills from that one class that I took five years ago. All right. Did you hear about the man whose wife told him to stop imitating a flamingo? <laughs> no. Oh, I think I've heard this one. He had to put his foot down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus. Oh, I love it. I'm not sure how to improve upon that one. That's a pretty That's solid That's a pretty joke. good joke. Yeah. Any, any uh, suggestion? Ashley, do you have an alternative to that? Did you hear about the man whose wife told him to stop imitating a flamingo? Oh, I I don't have any anything. I can't improve that one. It's a pretty good joke. It is pretty good. It, yeah. it, as a standalone joke, that's a good one. Yeah. I thought you'd be bigger. Does that work there? <laughs> Why can't you be more like your brother? <laughs> <laughs> he never has a problem getting it up. Jesus. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. There went our PG or rating. We just lost all our sponsors. We just got canceled on our first episode, uh, Terry. On our Thanks. first episode. Real mature. Our, our, 
viewership just went down to zero. It's oh, just, it plummeted Jake. to zero from one. That reminds me, Jake. I, I heard some unfortunate news about one of your favorite childhood cartoon characters. Uh oh. They're taking Pepe Le Pew from the Space Jam 2 movie oh. because of his racy past chasing a cat that was uninterested. <laughs> no means no, Jake. That was yeah. mine and my grandmother's <laughs> favorite cartoon when I was oh. growing up. That was I would call her on uh, Saturdays when the cartoons were on, and I would make her watch Pepe Le Pew with me when oh. I was just a, li a little little bitty a little boy. Little Jake. Yeah. yeah, four or five. Yeah, I loved Pepe. I, well, oh. I liked all of those. Yeah, all the was that Warner Brothers? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it's a different world you can't right. and yeah i don't know so they just decided not to cast him for the new episode i mean the guy's probably going to get other work somewhere else peppy <laughs> peppy yeah that could be but what yeah. about that poor cat that he was chasing around right and nobody ever talks about her no nobody ever says um, a word I'm... about her do you know how many times that poor thing's had white paint poured down her back oh <laughs> it's unreasonable She's always now, running into some kind of weird predicament that causes now, her to be date raped. But if I remember it correctly, and maybe I'm maybe I'm just making this up because it's been quite some time. But wasn't he? Didn't the cat kind of find interest in him in the beginning? Like she was like, "Oh, he's paying me." You know, she was kind of into him. And she smelled him and realized. And that she he smelled him, and she's like, "Oh my god, ugh." Get away from me. Yeah. And At he was like, well, point. wait, what did I do? <laughs> but that's when no means no pops him. Uh, that's the point where he's supposed uh, to say, oh, that's right. I smell like crap. Maybe that's why she doesn't want anything to do with me. Maybe I'll stop spraying my butt everywhere. Right. So what if they just fixed it? What if they, can't they take out his little stinker? Well, I don't know. They can't take out the fact that he chases this poor woman down and is constantly just groping on her. They can't take just, that out. Just just wearing her down until she finally gives in. Like that song that they canceled, the Christmas song. It's cold well, outside. Maybe it's oh, cold outside. Don't worry about it. He it's and warm he'll in do here. such a good version of that. <laughs> Super rapey. Yeah, oh, man. That. It's so gross. Uh and I, you know, hey. it's not. It's cute and it's nostalgic and it's all that kind of stuff. It is. Unless you've been, you know, accosted unless, or had that happen so, in your life. Unless you've had it happen to you, then yeah. And that freaking sucks. It's all fun and games until it's not. It's all fun and games until it's not. I'm not saying that we should be kind to everybody's feelings, but maybe just a touch of consideration. I don't know. Doesn't seem too bad. All right. Well, that was the flamingo yeah. joke. I think we punched what? that one up. What's the next one? <laughs> Let me try one more. That was... Put my foot down on sexual freaking deviance like Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> okay, here we go. What is even more rewarding than feeding a dolphin? What's that? Serving your porpoise. Wait, what? Exactly. What's even more say that all rewarding, that rewarding? What's even more rewarding right. than feeding a dolphin? Serving your porpoise. It's a double entendre. 
It is. Hmm. What's even more rewarding than feeding a dolphin? Serving your porpoise. <laughs> I don't you, know, right? Terry. Well, that reminds me <laughs> of a book called Wet Goddess. Okay. In which a man had a sexual affair with a dolphin. <laughs> okay. And he wrote a book about it. Oh. <laughs> and it's a. I mean, I'm gonna. I would like to link to it in our in our show description tonight. Okay. Yeah. Get the link out. We'll put it in there. <laughs> the wet goddess. The wet goddess. All right. Man, well, fair enough. It, you know, and I I want to keep our PG rating because. Uh, just some of the descriptions. <laughs> well, all but right. I guess teammates, that's teammates the dad to that doll. <laughs> well, those didn't go quite as planned. You can't you know. always bat a thousand. Oh, so uh, the last thing that we really had to talk about here, kind of, <laughs> we were going to segue a little bit over Terry back into your side of the world, I believe. We were going to talk about uh, uh, maybe some of the interest rates and what we're seeing and all of that, because we want to keep the funny going. It's hilarious. After the, the flamingos and the rape and the bestiality, I think that we should really cap it off with a little bit of uh, home refinancing and equity cash outs and all of that. Mortgage so, banking, yeah. Mortgage hey, banking, it's still, talk to us. It's a great time, it's a great time to, to go into further debt. Yeah. Uh, actually restructure debt, okay. as I would say. But um, but yeah, over the last year, since the pandemic, it's, it's definitely, we've seen rates dropped quite a bit. Um, people took advantage of that, refinanced. There's still a huge demand by houses since rates have been low for some time. Inventory is low, so that means that property values are going up. So if you own a home, you are probably likely sitting on a good chunk of equity. Okay. So, but if, if you've you want to buy debt, a I'll home, be, it's going to really be at peak pricing right now. So you're going to be More upside than down almost instantly. You might be, yeah. Okay. I mean, we you, you don't know. Like I, you, you really can't say that because it's quite possible that after the summer, when things start getting back to normal, that the economy could just take off like a firecracker and people will continue to buy homes and there could be that still that big demand. Sure. So who knows? Okay. There's no real crystal ball. So really, but, without yeah. a crystal ball, you would say that your advice would be to wait until the market tanks here soon and then buy it lower. Isn't that what you just literally said with your crystal ball? No. <laughs> oh shit. Shoot. Well, no, I, I would I would do that. I, I guess if it was if it were up to me, I think I would wait. I would wait to buy. Unless okay. you really but but you never know. I mean that you know, there there's different uh, schools of thought on that because if you wait to buy and the market does come down, but the economy's doing really well, rates aren't gonna stay this low forever and they right. They've kind of crept up over the last month. They may continue to go up. So the so the costs, you may wind up paying more or less for a house. But, but more on your monthly payment. More on your monthly. If you're borrowing money, you're paying more interest. So right. it may all be a wash. Okay. I've always been, I've always said buy. If you can buy, buy. 
only because if you live in a house for 10 years and you're paying a mortgage, you're way better off than if you rent for 10 years. So kind of like you said, um, a lot of people are sitting on a lot of equity right now because the price or the value of houses is, you know, pretty high um, for everyone. Do you see any problem with people taking advantage of this extra equity they may have in their house? And then let's say the market comes back down and houses aren't valued as high anymore. Do you see a lot of people ultimately being upside down on their mortgages? Uh I don't think so, unless there's this, some huge catastrophic thing that happens to the market, because you can typically you can only pull out cash up to 80% of the value. So that would mean that you'd have to lose 20% of your equity after you, if you maxed out what you could pull in equity out of your home and the market crashed, it would have to have, it would have to be a bigger crash than we had a dozen years ago. Or however long ago it was. Gotcha. Okay. So I don't, yeah. And then, and then only then would you even, would it matter if you had to sell? So if you're, if you're still in the home and you pull that equity out, let's say you restructured all kinds of debt. And then a year from now, you, you've lost that 20% equity in your home. Well, if you plan to, if you continue to live there for the next 15 years, then what, what does it matter? Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, I just know I've been thinking a lot lately about like, you know, I bought this house in 2011 for $86,000 yeah. and here we are 10 years later and Zillow's telling me it's worth 178. So it's like, yeah. well, hell, <laughs> that's Harry, a lot of You've know. walked around our house. This is not a $178,000 house. <laughs> yeah. It could be. I, I know what, what is going on with the market. So yeah, you I definitely... Very well could be. Yeah. Because I'm in the yeah. same, I, I thought the same thing. I'm like, well, you know, I really, now that we're kind of almost, we're pretty much empty nesters and, you know, we're, I've been in this house all this time. Part of me is like, well, why not sell? I think we're kind of close to that peak. Why don't my wife and I just live downtown in a nice apartment <laughs> for the next year or two until, you know, the market corrects itself and then go find something else. Yeah. Always been a back on my mind thing. Or why don't I sell it, move into a van, and travel the country? Yeah, Steve does do, it. Yeah, and do a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ashley, you actually have what? It's your aunt, her sister, yeah. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and her husband and their kid, who's maybe five or six or something like that, four. I think she's like seven or eight, but seven, yeah. Eight. Well, whatever. Uh, yeah. They just are picked up for seven months. They bought a big camper and they're just touring the country and seeing awesome stuff and hanging out and being together. I mean, so while all this pandemic was going on, they've just been traveling the land. Exactly. Spread you know, disease you can, everywhere. You, exactly. Well, you know, you can stay. You can stay in a federal park for up to two weeks at a time for really? free, and then wow. you could go from one park stay two weeks, go to another park, stay two weeks, go back to the same park if you want to. And that's fine. Bounce and back that's and fine. forth. As yeah. long as they don't smell the cooking meth, you're, you're normally okay. Right. <laughs> and yeah, and they rarely do. I mean, those, I mean, I, just from experience, I know those 
Rangers hardly ever ever come around. Right. <laughs> All right. I am well, the one who knocks. Sorry. Oh, I said I am the one who knocks. <laughs> okay. That's a Breaking Bad reference. <laughs> it is a Breaking yeah. Bad. <laughs> well, Ashley. I love you. Thank you so much for being engaging and awesome and sweet and pretty and the best. Rock. You you made SBA loans. Interesting. Yes. Like I, yeah, I would have just been like, what? Huh? Well, I I try to keep the light in my eyes talking about the SBA. So please and remember, I need you to do some research. You were gonna you were gonna check and see if we could find if if you guys could finance my movie. Oh right, right. <laughs> and if I if I went somewhere else and, and I just didn't really like the terms, because I I've, back I've taken this yeah I've taken this to uh, this mob guy and he was like twenty five percent plus he wanted so much <laughs> on the back end, so I'm wondering if we could I could just say hey look I've already tried. Tony Soprano wanted me to come <laughs> in on like half right. points and everything. What yeah, yeah. Can you guys just do me a solid. Yeah, yeah, I'll double check that and make sure that I'm right and <laughs> let you cool. know. Thanks. Well, yeah, we'll have you back to answer those questions. Yes, exactly. All those questions and more. Yeah. Works for me. All right. Bye, babe. I'll see you down in the POS here soon. Bye. Bye. See you guys later. Thanks for having me. Bye. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Dude, your wife is all right. She's cool, right? Yeah, she's a cool lady. She's the best. None of this would be possible without her. And not just because of the fact that she's working and I'm watching the kids, but because she is like my everything. That mom is. I'm excited. I think I'm going to apply for an SBA loan now so we can make some movies. <laughs> It'd be cool <laughs> if it was that easy. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's weird. One of the things that she mentions is the fact that you, you, well, they mention the fact that you need to be looking and you need to be in business for two years. You need to try other financing and other means and that kind of stuff. But she said that that's changed recently. And then it's changed and all those terms are right. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what she comes back with and to see if uh, maybe everybody, all 4,000 of our viewers who are watching this live uh, decided to come back and see us start spending some of those ducats that we're pulling off the U.S. government. We'll tie somebody else's house into it. We'll bounce. Bounce. Yeah, that show was deep. Dude, <laughs> I think we did it. I think we did. Thank I think you, we, we should do. Thank you. We should do it again next Tuesday. Well, absolutely. Well, or... actually, next week it'll be Wednesday. Wednesday, yeah. I had a family thing on Tuesday, so it'll be Wednesday. Let's but do it. After that, Tuesday like clockwork. And depending on how it goes, maybe we'll ramp it up a little bit more if we just want to get together and shoot the bull about stuff uh, just through the course of the week now that we know that we have yeah. this kind of as, a, as an avenue. Yeah, I really want to talk about the royal family. It means a uh, lot dude, to Dude, I, yeah. I want to do some topical stuff. I want to talk about the royal family, family and the stuff going on with them and the Oprah interview and all of that. I want to talk about – what else can we talk about? Mm. Oprah's my boo. I want yeah, to talk about talk politics. About I want to talk about uh, reparations. I want to talk about, dude, mm -hmm. if it's nasty and controversial or uncomfortable, I, I think that we should bring it up as well. I'm with you. We got to fist it all. Sir, it's been a pleasure. All right. Thank you so much. Yeah, there you go. 
There Everybody, it is. We are. Just me. <laughs> out of here. <laughs> Deuces, brother. All right. Yeah, that was a fun show. Yeah, it's good. My cheesy dad jokes, I, you know, sometimes I, I can think of something pretty clever, and then other times I'm like, man, they, they, how can you approve upon this beautiful joke? It is a flamingo. <laughs> it is a flamingo. But at least we got to go off on a little rant on something completely unrelated. <laughs> yeah, that was all right. I'm looking forward to doing some more of these and getting more comfortable with it. We're still recording, by the way. So we're still word. The credits are Oh yeah. But so whose name is watching? We can say what we want. Well, yeah. Tempur-Pedic services. It. I enjoyed it. We are gonna have to stick with it, my man. Man, that was deep. <laughs>